0: Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey Patrick.
1: Hey Andy.
0: How are you doing today?
1: Dude, I'm doing good. How's, how's, uh, how's your life going, Andy?
0: My life? Um, like my whole life? Or just like since the last time we talked?
1: <laughs> I don't know. How just how's everything going? Um, you just you hanging in there. You doing good? Yeah. Got COVID yet?
0: I have not had COVID yet. It hasn't happened okay, yet. So. I I'm I'm sure it's yeah. gonna happen sometime, but. Yeah. Yeah, still holding out, you know.
1: Yeah. Just hanging in there. You you getting paranoid about the election like everybody else?
0: Trying not to. No, I'm. No just going to do my part of the election which is voting and the rest of it yeah. i can't really control so i'm not going to worry about it
1: yeah you're pretty you're pretty uh you're a pretty chill person i just figure you're just kind of like living your own life living the dream yeah doing whatever you're doing man hanging yeah. out i think That's... one of the best jokes i've ever heard in this whole covid thing and this year of 2020 this has been a little uh it's been a little weird um, was the joke that Canada probably feels like they're living upstairs from a meth, from like a meth house?
0: <laughs> they probably. Like, I can see that.
1: I can see that. <laughs> America's a little bit of a shit show right now, so I can. I, I think I can see that.
0: <laughs> and they're like they're like the nice neighbors that are just keeping their distance, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. they think we're crazy. <laughs> That's just like,
1: they're like, they're like, let's be nice neighbors. Don't let them in the house. Don't let them upstairs, (laughs) but let's not try to rock the boat.
0: Yeah. Don't engage in conversations. Just give them a wave, maybe a nod, you know, just, just the neighborly hello. You know, (laughs) that's about it.
1: Yeah. Just a, Hey, howdy every once in a while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Poor Canadians.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Poor, Poor Canada. I wouldn't want to be our neighbors either, man. Especially right now. Just in general, I think I wouldn't want to be our neighbors, but
0: No, I don't I don't think we'd be great neighbors. We'd be we'd be having lots of parties. We'd be kind of the rowdy neighbor. You know, where Yeah. That's definitely America. We're kinda of rowdy.
1: Hanging a bunch of weird flags outside our house all the time. <laughs> People just like Traeger barbecues smoking all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing whatever we're doing, you know. So many, guns in the air. So many fireworks,
0: yeah, and guns.
1: <laughs> fireworks and anytime you would walk down there and say hey hey can you just keep it down like my daughter's sleeping and it's 3 a.m in the morning you're just like it's my right son it's my liberty don't take it away from me look at that flag (laughs) it wouldn't be easy living next to us
0: no you know, it'd be fun, though, like when you're when you're bored, you know, when you're your neighbor peeping. Right, Patrick, because I know you do this a lot when you're bored and you see the neighbors yeah, doing yeah. something crazy. You can look out that window and you get a show. So Canada's yeah. like they're they're kind of scared, but they they get a good show to watch.
1: I was <laughs> yeah. so like, there's always an entertaining circus going on somewhere.
0: <laughs> From a safe distance. <laughs>
1: Peek through their blinds. What are they doing in their backyard now? What the heck It's a good topic. Uh, what, what other topics do we got today, Andy? Do we have any design-related
0: topics? Let's find out if we have any design-related topics. You know, I'm sad we're not we're not still reviewing Hamilton. That was so much fun. I yeah, had... should
1: we pick another? <laughs> should we pick another play?
0: Oh, I have something to tell you, Patrick. You know what yeah. I did in uh, the last time we talked? I watched a movie. We had talked about this movie a long time ago on the podcast, and I revealed to the you know to God and the world. That I hadn't seen Top Gun yet, and oh, yeah. I will tell you what happened is I watched Top Gun in the last week.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: I think it's on Netflix. It was Top Gun. I I took the time. It happened. I watched the whole thing. I didn't fall asleep. Didn't start it an hour <laughs> forty one in. Um, I watched it from beginning to end.
1: How How was it? Five. You can give us like a five minute five minute critique of Top Gun yeah and Did it change your life that's the first question
0: <laughs> coming from the perspective of like like if you were to watch it a long time ago in the 80s that movie would have been like life changing <laughs> you know so it's i think it's interesting coming from the perspective of like um I'm an older person watching it like however so many years later like you know like 40 years later and um it's it was a fun movie I still love tom cruise in everything and he looks the exact same as he as he did <laughs> that long ago you know yeah. what
1: top gun mission Impossible seven same person yeah
0: <laughs> so um i thought the story was pretty cool like um some of the references that you had made before like um goose dying i i didn't know about that like how he died oh. i just knew something happened in that movie so it was great to see that, that come to life in front of me, Patrick, and to understand your reference, you know, the one you made so long ago and the lessons you can learn from that movie. So that was good, a good takeaway. What I thought was so interesting about this movie was um, I don't think, Patrick, did they not have air conditioning back in the 80s? Because in like every scene, and this was, I don't know why, like would they be in the the planes they'd be in like the control station, Um they would just be beads of sweat on like every single individual character, even if like nothing really and crazy or stressful is going on. Like just everyone is sweating like crazy all the time in that movie. Yeah, that took me out now, of it a little bit.
1: <laughs> that took you out a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So it it was filmed. You know, I I don't believe it was. It, I think partially filmed on Miramar base down in southern california okay out in oceanside so it's it's filmed in oceanside california now oceanside california is not a cold place by any means sure and i believe they were on a naval base so (laughs) i don't know if in the 80s if they did have air conditioning for there because i'm feeling you there's like there's probably a scene in there where they're in like the the conference room yeah kind of thing and they're all like wearing their dress blues you know (laughs) <laughs> As pilots, and they're all probably just sweating like crazy.
0: <laughs> but the best know, part dude, is, I it think, was. I think
1: it's. <laughs> what?
0: I was just gonna say, like it wasn't like, like regular sweat where you like had like a little bit of perspiration and like shininess. It was like beads of sweat. Like they've yeah. been sweating for a long time, and they never touched it. Like it was like a, a, a choice of the director to like to just have that sweat just like permeate through the camera. Like he wanted to be all part of that. So I thought I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, yeah, sure they're on the naval base. You know, they're 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 flying around these thirty million dollar planes. Um I don't think they could afford air conditioning. air conditioning.
1: Yeah. Maybe not. I mean maybe that was the sacrifice they made for having those those planes.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's why some of those other pilots didn't do as well as Tom Cruise did, because they were sweating like crazy, they probably couldn't see anything. none of them were wearing headbands, even though it was the eighties, yeah you know like the you know those sweatbands, uh, none of them were wearing those yeah, so
1: no, it's true if they were wearing really those rough. like shorty shorts and sweatbands, it would have prevented the sweat from running down their face.
0: yeah, like that guy uh I can't remember the character's name, but the one who was going to go to Top Gun that kind of went a little, like he kind of bugged out at the beginning of the film and then Tom Cruise took his place. Uh It's because he was too sweaty. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't like, he wasn't like having mental issues or, or, you know, too much stress or anything. It was just too sweaty. That's why he couldn't do it.
1: Now I think, I think you, I think you may have fallen asleep during part of it because there's a key scene in there that may set the table for why they're sweaty all the time. I don't know if you picked up on it, but they did play volleyball quite extensively in that movie, and I think they—I think they meant to tell you that they played volleyball every day. That's probably why they were really sweaty. <laughs> they go down to the beach, they play volleyball, and then they go fly airplanes, and an airplane doesn't have an F-14. Obviously, didn't have you know air conditioning in it,
0: right? Didn't
1: it? I, it's I probably know, got a dude, ventilator they, they, or something.
0: They, they kept talking about how that plane was 30 million dollars i think they could maybe afford air conditioning in that
1: put like a compressor in it i don't know i don't know i yeah. think i don't think they do i don't think i don't think jets have air conditioning i could be wrong
0: oh man we got to get an expert on here to, f- to figure that out at the same time like i also understand they're flying at very high altitudes where it's not super hot up there yeah so i don't know if it's like cold for the the pilots or it's like if the temperature's controlled i, I don't yeah. really don't know anything about that but they were sweating i don't know this is lots of lots that's of that's an
1: astute observation because i never i mean i watched it when i was a little kid i watched it probably when i was you know 10 10 11 12 so you know i, I didn't think about sweat at the time because i didn't my body probably didn't even sweat at the time right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I don't know you thought they just got out of the shower and maybe they're just right? dumping water on themselves all day long I don't know <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah it's an interesting take too because you, you've seen all the action movies that were inspired by that great movie since then right? Like mm-hmm. like Top, like Top Gun was one of the classic early on action films Right with the the mm-hmm. airplanes and the you know the dogfighting and all that stuff and so it's it's kind of funny that you're you're going back now after seeing the byproduct of the inspiration to where the inspiration is right and now you're like yeah. now you're like man there's there, there's a lot of sweat
0: <laughs> that's what I focus on all the sweat
1: I wonder if you went and watched Commando do you remember Commando with Schwarzenegger. There's probably a lot of sweat in that one, too, or maybe even uh, Rambo. There's probably a lot of sweat in Rambo, I can imagine.
0: Okay. Um, wow, I haven't seen Commando and I haven't seen Rambo.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of things you haven't seen, Andy.
0: Apparently. That you should see. But you know what I did see? I did see Predator.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one.
0: I, I'm sure there's a lot of sweat in that. Yeah.
1: Well, they were, they were in the jungle. They were in, the, in the jungle on that yeah. one, so there's going to be sweat.
0: It was earned, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So great. I enjoyed it. I think that it was a little heavy on the Take My Breath Away song. Yeah. Like, there wasn't, like, I felt like there was, like, a solid, like, 15 minutes of that song, like, (laughs) swelling, like, over and over again. Like, it was, like, you know... (laughs)
1: It was like they only bought one or they two did. songs for that, yeah. and they had they're like, dude, we gotta get Kenny Loggins and we gotta get this this other song, like, but we don't have enough money for, you know, to buy five other songs, so we gotta just repeat over and yeah. over again.
0: <laughs> but it kept like it would like kind of like it would kind of start up and then play lightly in the background and then swell up like the take my breath though you know, <laughs> and then like you know during a key point. But I I felt like they kept and then they. Bring it back down, but it was still playing in the background. It did that for like 15 minutes, and it kept <laughs> coming up and down. I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs>
1: well, so were... I think
0: I think since then we've gotten better at, at uh, dealing with songs like yeah. that. Yeah,
1: and they were competing with you know Dirty Dancing back then too. So
0: yeah which which had right, probably a, a lot of music
1: with. music in it that was that was you know swelling like that. Yes. I would imagine.
0: <laughs> okay, you're are you saying that cuz you haven't seen it before? Dirty like, Dancing? You say I would imagine?
1: No, I've seen yeah. Dirty Dancing. How have you not seen Dirty Dancing? Okay. It's yeah. It's like it's a requirement like in clockwork orange when they force the guy's eyes open you have to watch that
0: <laughs> the funny thing is i i've seen that movie but i have like zero recollection of that movie it's like one of those like i've <laughs> seen but i don't remember it of dirty, of dirty i don't know if it's, dancing? Because it's been too long yeah. yeah yeah
1: well that's i think that's yeah it's not a memorable show in my opinion
0: is it not no. okay
1: like i i don't know it's not my kind of show.
0: Okay, that's fine. You're you you would rather watch Top Gun. I yeah. get
1: it. Relates relates to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, your ten minute your Sounds ten minute good. review of Top Gun is over. I think we should. I think we should move on to the uh, topic. Yeah. All
0: right, that's fine. Maybe that's we can fine.
1: sprinkle in little Top Gunny things throughout this. The rest of the rest of the show. <laughs>
0: We'll see. <laughs> I hope you, you put take my breath away in, in, the, in the edit.
1: <laughs> I think we have to now.
0: Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it under 30 seconds and we won't get sued. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's okay.
1: I'll find some fake ripoff <laughs> media file of
0: it. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and find out <laughs> what today's um, design topic is, uh, Patrick, and it looks like today's topic comes from Matt, our Matt, executive Matt producer, Matt Bourne. <laughs> and this is an interesting topic. Um, I'll tell you the backstory to this topic, because we we had posted in Product Hive the need to find more topics, Yeah, and he, I think put this in as kind of a joke but i took it anyway no, and i put it in our topic list because i think it's actually kind of interesting you
1: you know andy we don't joke around at all this is every yeah. topic that is sent to us we will we will we will put in the hopper and we will we will talk about it
0: exactly so i'm not sure how serious he was we'll have to talk you know ask him in our next you know board meeting um <laughs> but this topic from matt bourne is how to not feel inadequate when comparing yourself to Project Three Sixty Five Design. Um, so, to give you context, he put it, he actually put the link in here, and this is a designer that did three hundred and sixty five days of 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 basically design challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a year. So um, this designer, um, I believe his or her name is um, Kishore. So, i'm not yeah, sure what their name is um but this designer is an excellent visual designer and uh, apparently they took a year-long um challenge and they they have a website which is um project 365.design and um they designed a new thing every single day just, um and so he wants to know um So Matt Bourne wants to know how to not feel inadequate when comparing yourself to this individual's design skills. (laughs) Um, But I, I love this topic because I feel like, you know, we, we might feel inadequate comparing ourselves to that specific designer, but especially in visual design, we, we often feel inadequate comparing ourselves to, to lots of other design. If you just go on Dribbble, you'll see some beautiful things, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so, I think we should explore how we can avoid feeling our feelings of inadequacy, Patrick.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, when you're watching Top Gun, how do you feel? How do you not feel inadequate when comparing yourself to Tom Cruise and his flying skills?
1: Yeah. Well, how did?
0: Or his volleyball skills. We'll
1: take him. Take Tom Cruise and Ice Man. We'll call him Ice Man, not Ice Man. We'll call him Ice Man. Like. <laughs> okay. How do you? How do they do each other? They don't They don't compare each other, right? They don't feel inadequate to each other.
0: That's true. Yeah,
1: but they are mortal enemies, so I guess that's different. It's a different stance. Yes. But, yeah, as a designer, we'll see. Here's the hard part about design is it's not the same, right? Like, what you're working on, what I'm working on, what Matt Bourne is working on right now, all different things, right? All different things. Mm-hmm. And design is not necessarily all visual either, which I, which I think is something that we need to get out of everybody's brain is that design is, is whatever the visual output is. It's not, you know, that's, that's, that's the output of what you created. So I think, I think it's, it's difficult because we have a lot of people coming into design now that don't come from, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't go to a BFA. They don't get a BFA, right? They don't, come from artistic Mm -hmm. background necessarily we've we've talked about this before right um you know do graphic designers make better ux designers and we came to the conclusion that yes because they've got a leg up on the visual design of course but that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you can't be a good high quality visual designer ux designer product designer interaction designer whatever whatever we call ourselves today right like so i think yeah, while you go out and you see these visual designs and you see these pretty things all over the place, and you don't necessarily know how to create something as beautiful as that, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a poor designer because design is more encompassing than just visual design. I think that's the first thing you yes. got to remember.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's a great point.
1: I think, too, like, we've all used websites, we've all used um, products, we've all, like, physical products, uh, digital products, we've all used stuff that was very well-designed or very well-crafted from a visual standpoint, but then when you used it, it wasn't good, right? It was annoying, it was mm-hmm. it didn't fit right in your hand, it didn't do whatever, and I think that's, you know, like, we got to remember that, that that's not just something being a visual or... Pleasing to the eye doesn't mean it's great design, you know. Um, It means it was it was it's visually pleasing, but it doesn't mean it was it was really well designed.
0: Yes, that's a that's also a great point. Um, the The design process has so many different facets, as you're saying, um, which includes like research, um, you know, to get the right information that you need. Um, and it includes that visual design, and also like the you know the wireframing, to actually create solutions and all that stuff. And so that, I mean, there's so many different parts of this job that actually have this final output of these, you know, these designs that may or may not be super visual pleasing or not. But their end goal, especially as like a UX designer, is um, how they function. They definitely need to be delightful and pleasing but they also need to function well. Mm-hmm. So I, I love your example of showing, um, or your example of um, things that do look beautifully um, or beautiful, um, but they don't quite um, function very well. And then that product isn't great for you. It doesn't really work. You're gonna go to another product that might not be as beautiful, but does exactly what you need it to do. Um, so there's a lot of different things. I think that's part of that. I, I love your examples there. and. Also, like, let's say you're on a design team, and there's another designer that, that has this work that's just really great, um, and your work might be different. You might be jealous of the work that they that they've done because it just looks so good, functions very well. Um, but your work is also different as well because you know you you had so many things going into your work to give you the answers you need and the final design that you had. Um, So it even could be the project you're working on. It could be a different sort of thing. So, I mean, there's just so many things that can go into that. Um, But yeah, I think inadequacy is for sure something you should try to avoid. Exactly for that reason, Patrick, that you said before, that Maverick is different than Iceman. They're different types of people that have different results, right? Um, Maverick as a character was a very like I'm gonna shoot from the hip I'm going to be um, you know use my gut and make crazy decisions and I'm gonna have those results from those crazy decisions and iceman of course was very different he was very much by the book um, he was a great pilot and he um, was able to have his results because of his decisions so they worked differently and had different outputs both of those outputs outputs were good outputs right they were both great pilots that did their job well so your style as a designer is going to be different from somebody else's style and that's not just a visual style but it's also the design process style that you that you use Mm -hmm. Um, so i think it is bad to compare yourself um, to compare your work to other people's work because you are serving different users to compare your visual design to someone else's because Um, Again, different users, um, different inputs, different outputs. Um, I think there's all the, so many things that are different. So it's not smart to compare yourself to other people. As long as you are doing your job well, that's what you should worry about. Like, what is your output? Is it good or is it not, right? And then you don't need to worry too much about um, how much better or worse your work is than somebody else's or compared to somebody else's. Yeah,
1: well, and being aware of that, right? Like understanding that you like you're good at these things of the design process or you know just being aware that not everyone's a unicorn like i've met really good mm-hmm. visual designers that were very poor ux designers right like they weren't good at it mm-hmm. they didn't understand the concepts as well they didn't practice it as well you know and then i've known really good ux designers that were not so great at visual design right um but yeah. like especially if you're working as a team right like understand your strengths that you provide to that team. Maybe it's not visual design. Maybe it's not the flashiness of that, you know, maybe it's not um something else, but you know, understand what you're good at and then and then play to those strengths, right? Because not mm-hmm. everybody on your team. There's going to be people. There's always people that seem to like know how to do everything correctly, you know? <laughs> like they never screw up. Like there's all the there's always somebody on your team, you know, or where you work that's like like I had, a, we had this developer at instructor that was like my idol. He was, he was a better designer than most people on the design team, you know, <laughs> just like, just, he just had a talent for it. Right. But he was also an amazing developer. And so obviously he chose the right path because he could make a lot more money and everything like that in development. But like, yeah, like he would whip together designs really quickly you know that may have taken me a lot longer, and I'm like a trained designer. Like this is what I this is this is what I get paid to do, you know. And he would just he would just create stuff. And I think there's always people like that. I think you just have to realize that those people, um, you know, at some point in their life are going to get paid back for signing a contract with Satan to be perfect human beings. Uh, you know, <laughs> like just keep that in mind. Like something's going to happen to these people that. Uh, you wouldn't want to happen to you, right? Am, am I right, Andy?
0: Okay. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm going to say you're wrong. Um,
1: you don't think these people who are I'm perfect at everything—you don't think you don't think karma's going to get them somewhere down the line?
0: No, I think that there aren't people that are perfect at everything, Patrick. <laughs> I think those people don't exist. I think you are putting them on a you are perfect pedestal when they do have flaws. They have some flaws oh, okay, somewhere, okay, Patrick. Okay. I like how you're playing. That's what them. I'm saying.
1: Yeah, they're they're there. You just don't know where they're at because yeah. they're really good at. They might have. Them. S-
0: <laughs> they might have signed a contract with the devil to be really, really good at one thing, <laughs> that you're jealous of. That's yeah. definitely possible. What if that one thing is? Perfect what if that
1: one thing is everything though? <laughs>
0: Well, uh, uh there's a flaw in your logic, Patrick, because if they're signing a contract with the devil, that's inherently a really bad idea and that is a flaw that that they want one thing over the other <laughs> instead of, you know, like trying to just get themselves to be better. You know, they're they are um imperfect in that way.
1: Okay, Andy, Andy, hold on. If if Satan came to you today this afternoon <laughs> and he said what's He's like he's like you can be perfect at this one thing, right? Oh man! What would that one thing be? Okay.
0: Okay, this is an interesting thought.
1: <laughs> I would I would say everything. That's what I would. That would be my response. He would go. He would go. What's the one thing you want to be good at? And I would say everything. And he goes, No, no, no I said one thing. You're one thing. of those guys. And I said no. You said one <laughs> thing, and I said everything. I would be the guy. I would be the guy that if I got a genie, I would ask for more wishes. I would definitely be that guy. I would try to get away with it.
0: Yeah, but come on. I mean, that's that's what I was thinking about too. It, right when you said the, the the devil thing, because he's gonna have his stipulations before he gives you the wish. Yeah. Just like it's, genie did in Aladdin, he says you can't <laughs> wish for more wishes. Yeah. There's gonna so be some rules. He's just gonna. He's gonna roll his eyes at you, and then he's gonna walk away, man. So you're giving up your wish by 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 being such an idiot. <laughs> and completely just everything. Or give me more wishes.
1: <laughs> you gotta try it though, dude. No. You don't
0: know. No. No. We learned a very important lesson from Aladdin. What you have to do is become friends with them, so you're outside of the rules, and he'll give you all the wishes you yeah, want. Yeah, so you, you manipulate
1: him, just like Satan would do. Manipulate you into doing whatever he wants. Like, see, this is this is the problem. This is the problem, right? Jasmine, Aladdin, Aladdin taught you how to manipulate your way through society, and that's wrong.
0: Okay, that's you got me there. So yeah, your your um, your way about going your way. <laughs> I can't talk right now. <laughs> your way, your way here is you want to be straightforward and just like mess with him from the front. He's he's gonna like either just kill you or just say no and yeah, walk cause away. Yeah, right? because
1: I got no. I, I'm not doing a number one. I'm not doing a deal with Satan. Never. It's never gonna happen. I want him yes. to go away, because I don't want to be. I don't want to be call. beholden to that. It doesn't even have to be said. Yeah. It could be. It could be the guy at the bank, right? It could be anybody. It could be. It could be anybody saying, "Hey, you can have anything you want. <laughs> Just sign this forever contract with me." No, I'm walking away from that. Yes. So I'm going to push the boundary. <laughs> I'm going to say, "I want everything." I, what's the one thing? Everything. That's the one thing. I want it all. Okay. That's the what you're saying. Okay. And then when he gets annoyed, he'll walk away, and not have to worry. But then I'll come over to you, and then will ask you, and then you'll have to try to manipulate him and get what you want. Become, you'd have to become yeah. friends with Satan, which you don't really want to do, right?
0: I don't know, that. I think I think when it comes to Satan, <laughs> um, your your route I think is probably best. I think that's I, I think I would agree with that one. That should be interesting cuz you might slip up and give you everything, right? Yeah. Oh, but what if but Patrick, there's going to be some problems with everything too, <laughs> cuz then you're going to be you're going to be really good at things that are bad. Like you're going to be a great serial killer. Yeah.
1: But the, <laughs> see see, but the thing is the thing is you're never going to get caught cuz you're the best at it. <laughs> but do you see do you see the logic? It doesn't matter. Now no No, you control you control all morality at this point. If you're good at everything. Yeah,
0: Alright. <laughs> Alright, man. I'll give that to you.
1: <laughs> I mean, really, like
0: There's there's gonna be something because this is the same thing going back to aladdin this is the same <laughs> problem that jafar had he wanted to be the most powerful being in the world which was a genie there's there's always a a catch that's going to make it really horrible for you yeah. if I you ask for everything and he gives it yeah, to
1: you. the only the only negative part about this is that you're you're locked in with satan that's the only negative part as far, as, as, far as everyday society, you're good at everything. <laughs> so, and being good at something doesn't mean you're powerful. Being good at something means you're just good at it, right? I'm just good at tying my shoes. I'm just good at, uh, you know, driving my car.
0: Money laundering.
1: Yeah, I'm good at, if I wanted to try money laundering, I'd be great at it. You know, like, <laughs> that's, but, it, but it's not necessarily, it's not, it, it doesn't give you power. You're still corrupted by power. Let's say, let's say you were really good at. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe my argument's wrong. Maybe, maybe you would be. Maybe you would be impervious to corruption. Because you, if you started a money laundering business and then you just you were so good at it, you never got caught. You would just keep money laundering. You just keep doing it. You're working with all the criminals. If they try to corrupt you, you're better at corrupting them than they are corrupting you. So it doesn't really even matter at that point. <laughs> they try to get you. You get them right back. It doesn't matter.
0: I don't know man. I don't think this is going to work. I don't th- I don't think it's going to work out in the, in the long run very well for you. There's always there's always something that's going to get you. Yeah.
1: Well, the only thing at that point if you were granted everything to be good at everything, the only thing that would the only thing that would get you is Satan himself or herself, I don't know. To be fair.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could be <laughs> really good at contracting cancer, Patrick, and then
1: yeah. But, it's not gonna work out well. but you're also the best at beating cancer, no matter what it is.
0: <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's let's keep going down this line. You're going to be really good at blowing yourself up, Patrick. How are you going to walk away from this? I don't know
1: about that one, but you will be the best at putting yourself back together. Now, I don't know if that means 100 percent together, or if you, you got to deal with you know. I don't know what the best is in that situation. Yeah. in a wheelchair with no legs, I don't know.
0: So is your wish to be good at everything or the best?
1: I think it would be the best, right? There's a yeah. difference.
0: You want to be the best. Alright, alright. Yeah.
1: If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna shake hands with the devil, it might as well be the top tier. It might as well be the greatest, not just adequate. You know?
0: Sure. Alright. Well, Mr. Devil, I'm sure <laughs> you're listening. If you if you are, um Patrick is is open to a visit <laughs> a little chat he was actually the and...
1: third subscriber to the podcast if I remember right
0: yes we yes. thought his name he's was a Satan he's we're
1: like who's Satan <laughs> I don't know these Satans <laughs> he
0: wrote us back it's pronounced Satan
1: <laughs> <laughs> last name last name Beelzebub <laughs> okay. anyway um yeah inadequacy uh we've all dealt with it right i think i think the i think the thing to realize is understand your strengths and your weaknesses and realize what strengths you have to provide and don't compare yourself to other people especially in the design world man Mm because it's like there's so many things you can be good at and so many things you can be bad at and still be a really good designer if not the best designer yeah um it's but it's i I get it it's i think in design it's the visual side that really people get hung up on and that that can be tricky that can be hard to do Mm -hmm. right that's a skill that takes a lot of practice a lot of refinement it takes an eye you know it takes a visual eye so i i get it that like that can be and it's the flashiest part right it's like hey look at this pretty thing i designed it's so pretty you know but like the people who design like Nobody really designed Google, and it's immensely powerful and immensely well designed. They were just like, hey, minimal, search box, done. Take over the world. Yes. Right? It's ugly design. Yeah. It's not great design. Visually. It's not visually appealing. I don't see
0: I wouldn't say it's ugly. It's not ugly. Great, it's not Patrick. like green.
1: But I mean, it's not like,
0: it's not like, <laughs> green.
1: It's not like decorated.
0: That's it. I'm searching dribble for green designs. Green design is horrible. Green is horrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not brown, you know? It's not like green, brown, and orange.
0: Yeah, there's your problem. Green, brown, and orange. Stay away from that.
1: Have you ever noticed that? I've, I've worked with, you know, taught, mentored, younger designers. Have you ever noticed they use brown too much? In their designs. No. Somebody always uses a brown. It's like, how is that your first choice?
0: Yeah. It's not, I, I don't think I've seen that much, especially with young designers. I mean, professionally. That's interesting.
1: Professionally, you don't see it much. Especially not as a primary mm-hmm. type thing, but like, you know, it's pretty rare.
0: Interesting. I don't know.
1: Brown and like army green colors. You know, like your yeah. olives and stuff like that. Like, that's not a great design for, you know, a dog washing, you know, dog washing center for a website. Right?
0: I, may, I don't know, Patrick. Maybe it is. Maybe it tests very well.
1: Hmm. Not with my eyes.
0: Not with your my eyes. My
1: eyes don't test well. My eyes are brown, by the way. My <laughs> know why i'm ripping on brown
0: (laughs) i i also wanted to say like um i I really like what you said Uh, it's really important to understand your strengths and your weaknesses um if you feel inadequate with with your strengths i mean sorry with your weaknesses like you feel like they're not super great like you also have the ability to practice Mm mm-hmm and I think we see a great example with um, this designer who did Project Three Sixty Five. They obviously did a ton of practice.
1: Yeah.
0: I wonder if I go to um, day one <laughs> of their their design challenge. It's probably just like complete garbage design. It's probably completely ugly. Tons of army greens and browns. It's probably all army
1: green and brown. Day one minimal yeah. portfolio, January first, two thousand eighteen. Let's see what this is. Minimal portfolio. It's pretty minimal. <laughs> <laughs> Give him
0: that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, that yeah, I'm looking at that. Doesn't now. look bad. Type type choice is great. I don't I don't know what it is, but looks good. Yeah, visually, this is this is really well done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so obviously they didn't suck going into this.
0: <laughs> but if, but, but if, um, I can, I can, but if, I can promise you. <laughs> sorry, go ahead.
1: Finish your thought. <laughs> this episode's off the rails. I, <clears throat> I was just gonna say, but if, if one, if we did it, if we did design project 365 at the end of it guaranteed it would be better
0: yes that's that's what i was going to say patrick i promise you you'll be better if you do it
1: i i think we can end this episode on this thought andy um a person a person who can design one project every day if you feel inadequate because of somebody who can do that for an entire year Maybe you should think that like, well, I, ha- I at least have a job. This person obviously probably doesn't have a job. <laughs> if they can devote that yeah. much time to one individual project every day. Like what are they what are they doing? Like And these aren't some of these aren't little projects either. Some of these are pretty decent sized yeah. projects. You know, it's not like, "Hey, day 1 button. I'm going to design a button." You should also probably, uh, Matt, you should probably also take all of your designs for an entire year that you do professionally and put it in a portfolio because I guarantee there's going to be more than what this person has in their portfolio right now. Right? How many designs do you do every day for 365 days? I mean, not counting weekends, but like if you're designing, if if you're a designer for a company and that's all you're doing... You're cranking out a lot of designs. Mm-hmm. Think about how many artboards are in each project, half of these projects we work on.
0: Yeah, how many iterations of those artboards, yeah. of those little pieces, those little design components. If you look at like my final projects, like my sketch files, Patrick, yeah. they are, and I think you've, you've seen some yeah. of mine, they're just loaded and loaded with so thousands, many iterations. Tens of thousands of artboards.
1: That's why they don't load on my computer and yeah. my fan turns on. It's like,
0: Exactly. <laughs> I've been known to blow up some computers uh, with my designs. I
1: mean, you're doing you're doing as a professional designer for a company. Like you're doing a lot of design work, and I would I mm-hmm. would say it's probably if you collectively added up all the design work, you're probably. I mean, I don't know how many iterations this person's going through every day, but. Your portfolio would be loaded if you kept track of everything you did. If you put everything you created, every artboard, everything you did, every project you did in a portfolio every day, like just slapped it in a portfolio, didn't worry about if it was high quality or not. If you put all that design work in a portfolio, it would be massive. Yeah. So get over it. Get over it, Matt. You're way better than... (laughs) You're way better than Project 365.
0: Listen to Patrick. He he knows. He knows. He he makes deals with the devil. He knows everything. Yep.
1: It's true. I mean, no. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel inadequate, Andy don't feel inadequate matt don't
0: feel don't feel inadequate
1: jason jason's out there listening jason don't feel inadequate amber (laughs) don't feel inadequate (laughs) tiffany if you're listening right now you're a great designer
0: you are tiffany you have you you have
1: a lot of strengths (laughs) like you were hired for a reason because you're good all right amy you're good Danan, we need to work on some stuff, all right. But you're a good designer.
0: Should we should we talk about what what Dana needs to work on? No. Just, I mean, you gotta let him know now. Don't make him wait, right? No, no, you're not. He's got to start working on it. Got to start working on it right this is why now. You're
1: not a good manager, Andy. Right here. One rule of thumb number one: you publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Management publicly praise, and then I don't know the word punish. I don't know come down, critique, whatever. Privately, all right. That's that's what you do. We're not gonna okay. we're not gonna rake anybody over the coals on this one. All right.
0: <laughs> oh, fine.
1: Dana's not listening anyway, so we're cool.
0: He's not listening. That's perfect. So we can talk about it. Yeah, him.
1: he's not listening. You know why he's not listening? Because he heard our review of Hamilton the last three episodes, and he hates mm-hmm. us now. So he's out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we did we we lost a pretty big portion of our, our fan base. Yeah. Uh after those episodes.
1: But Matt, Josh, Tim, Andy, Amy, uh, Christina, Jessica Jessica, <laughs> uh, Brittany. What well, are some Adrian. other pop stars from the early two thousands?
0: <laughs> Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Nick,
1: Nick. <laughs> you guys uh, are all great designers abigail you're all great you're all great. <laughs> you're all great
0: you're all great it's true
1: if you're a designer and you're hired and you're you're working at a job and you're doing good work you're not getting fired you're, you're a good designer you're a great designer
0: I think that um, you can also be a good designer if you don't have a job yet too, Patrick.
1: Yeah, this is true.
0: So I think you, you designer who is listening, (laughs) you're great at something, right? It's possible you're not good at design at all. It's possible. But I think you're good at something.
1: I was going to say, we're going down the slippery slope here of everybody's a good designer. And I don't like like that. You don't like that? I don't like that we can't give participation trophies away here andy
0: all right in the design game well
1: known as football here we can't we can't there has to be victories has to be winners
0: i got it i got it i got it so (laughs) you listener you chose a wonderful design podcast so you were really good at choosing the best way to learn how to be a better Uh, designer
1: yep decision making you're probably the best. Yes. You've decided to continue listening to this podcast, so you must be the best decision maker possible. And as we know, that's where design starts, is good decision making.
0: Exactly. You did it.
1: <laughs> it's all coming together. It's all coming together. Wow.
0: You should really pat yourself on the back, and you should share this with somebody else yeah, Benjamin. so they can pat themselves on the back too. Yep. Yeah. That's right, Larissa.
1: Yep. Larissa probably has a lot of friends too, so yeah. she needs to tell people about her decision-making quality, why she's so good, and mm-hmm. share the podcast.
0: How she, how she got to be so good, you know, by listening from episode one.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe skip episode one.
0: It was a rough it was episode. A rough, wasn't yeah, it? it was rough. We had we had a great guest, but my audio was horrible, and that was my fault. I'll, I will own that, Patrick
1: yeah everything everything all audio was pretty bad back then i don't know if it's great now but it's better yeah (laughs) that's like you know when you watch when you watch an old show like say you watch seinfeld today right and you watch the Mm -hmm. pilot episode and you're like oh man this is this is this is trash how did i get involved in this how did i continue watching this and then you watch episode two, three, and four, and you're like, "Oh, this okay. This is why I watch it. Like that's episode one of this yeah. podcast. We should just rename it the
0: pilot." Yes. Ooh, that's right. That was our pilot episode for yeah. sure. <sighs>
1: okay, Andy. We done here? Did we wrap it up? Did we? As long as you listen to this podcast, you have no reason to be inadequate.
0: Yeah. That's the best conclusion ever. It's awesome. (laughs) Okay. Have a good one, Andy. All right, Patrick. See you later.
1: Know the best way to support the podcast and i know you do because you made it to the end of this episode that is share it share it with a co-worker share with a family member. share with a friend share it with whoever you want to share it with a construction worker share it with somebody it doesn't matter just share it um, a couple more ways to support the podcast though go buy a t-shirt over at designmunch.threadless.com and then wear it with pride and then lastly to support the podcast we need your topics Use hashtag DesignMuchTopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuchorg contact and fill out the form.